You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We are going. Hey, there's the music that means it's time for Animal Talk. Some of the best doggone pet people on the planet here to help you with your pets, whatever the problem might be. We got we got pet professionals. That's what we got. Standing by, ready, and moreover willing to help you with your pets. Like the guy sitting across from me. Hi, I'm Brian Donovan. Hey, he's an animal behaviorist and a, a pet trainer. And uh, and I'm building a pond. <laughs> oh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm like a six-year-old kid. It's like whatever's on my mind, I just, <laughs> just shout out. <laughs> I like turtles. My oh. dog got neutered. <laughs> and sitting across the way. Hi, Matt Fox. I am not a professional. No, you are. You're very business-like today. Well, yeah, that happens. Every what what do you even do for a living? I try not to work. That's yeah. what I do. <laughs> I talk funds and monies and how to save it. <sighs> Exactamundo. <laughs> yeah, but today uh, on Animal Talk, we're going to help you with your pets, for sure, for sure. And uh, I, I dare I say it, um, I think, Brian, we might be melting some hearts. Melting and, hearts? And not just that beautiful mug of yours, either. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to go a little deeper than that. Uh, it's children's books, and uh, we're going to be talking to the author of uh, children's books, a series of, of children's books, uh, Joanne Sky and uh, Santa's Dog is uh, one of the books out. We're heading into uh, holiday seasons. You know, people listen to this whenever, but it's always heading into the holiday season. Hell, they put the Christmas stuff out in July. Yeah. So get off my lawn. <laughs> you know, I won't. I won't spoil this book for anyone who hasn't read it. But I will tell you this. Right, right. Sometimes the best gifts choose you. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually so, a true statement. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna try to dial up Joanne Sky here. And uh, see see how this works because we're just kind of winging it with uh, the new studio and the the new business, and uh, let's see what happens here. Can we do a prank call, <laughs> prank call like prank the old call. days? <laughs> <laughs> do you have Prince Edward in a can? Better let him out. Hello. Hi, Joanne. Um, yes. Joanne, hi. It's uh, Jamie from Animal Talk. I'm here with uh, my co-hosts, Brian and, and Matt Fox. Hello. Hey, Joanne. Hi. Hi, guys. Nice to meet you. Hi. Me too. So we were just uh, we're just uh, thumbing through Santa's Dogs, one of uh, one of the many children's books uh, in your arsenal. Uh, yes. It's uh, some amazing some amazing stories, some some beautiful rhymes, and uh, we kind of wanted to get uh, your story and the stories of the books and uh, find out a little bit more about uh, what motivated you. And it's my understanding that uh, Santa's dog, uh, the, the lucky little pup on the sled there, um, has some homegrown homegrown uh, uh, found foundations. Right? It's uh, it's it's a story from from your from your heart. Right? Uh, Samson, I believe, is who he's modeled after. He is. Um, well, the the name Lance comes from another favorite rescue dog of ours that happened to be going through some tough times when I was writing the story. But Samson is the original Santa's dog. No, wait a minute, Joanne. Are you Mrs. Claus? Well, you know, I, I can't answer that. <laughs> but Sam's... <laughs> uh, because Mrs. Claus would never answer that on a, yeah, on, on a podcast. Be, yeah, yeah, Chris would be so mad at me if I answered that, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, to Jamie's point, this is somewhat autobiographical. Can you explain that? It, it is. So, um, 
when my husband deployed to Iraq, and this was, you know, um, uh, OIF, you know, um, over 10 years ago, um, we had just moved into a new house. It was a big house, two stories. I wasn't used to it, you know. Um, And so I went out and I adopted a dog. (laughs) You know, and um, I got home. This dog was wonderful. He kept me safe, sane. You know, I'd take him everywhere. He was just the best dog ever. Trained, I mean, you name it, this husky, gorgeous husky. And he was an older dog. And he was, um, we were in Las Vegas, and he was at a kill shelter at the time. So he was, like, on on the block. And... Being, uh, being a, a, a husky in, in Vegas, though, he probably wanted to check out. I mean, it's a little warm. <laughs> exactly. So you wonder, how did this husky get in Vegas right now? <laughs> um, so my husband gets home, and, you know, this beautiful dog welcomes him. You know, wonderful dog. And I realize, you know, Samson's having a hard time hearing. Like, I call him, and he doesn't quite come immediately. You know, like, so something must be wrong with his hearing, right? Because otherwise, why wouldn't a dog come? Right. <laughs> and so I take him to the vet, and the vet tells me, oh, honey, no, he, his hearing's fine. This is typical of northern breeds. They do things on their own time. Yeah. Well, I never really thought about, oh, northern breed husky. It just never clicked. You know, he was just like the dog that, that I brought home. And so I go home and I tell my husband this and he looks at me and he says, Northern dog. Well, maybe he's Santa's dog and fell from the fly. I said, ha ha. So we talked about this for like over 10 years. Like we would just be talking, you know, as some Samson would come up and we'd be, you know, sitting around drinking a glass of wine or whatever. We sketched out the story of a dog who fell from the sleigh, found a military family, blah, blah, blah. You have to read the book to find out what happened. But I finally, 10 years later, wrote that story. Well, Joanne, I got to tell you, um, by your own account, and I, you know, I don't want to call you out on, during our show, but I'm going to have to. Uh-huh. It sounds like it was your uh-huh. husband's idea, not yours. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Did my husband put you up to that? Uh-huh. Well, what he says. <laughs> you should at least put the royalties with him or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a really bad rhymer, so you know the rhymes are mine. <laughs> it's it's a it's a great story, and uh, it touches on it's a it's a children's book. It touches yes. on um, the plight of uh, shelter dogs, it, it, um, uh, 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 soldiers going being deployed, and you know it's yes. uh, you know it's a very real story for a lot of people. Um, it's uh, you know, and I'm sure you've gotten uh, some feedback that, that indicates the same thing, right? Well, absolutely. And in fact, Leo, last year we worked a little bit with Blue Star Families and, you know, it's an organization that helps um, the families of military personnel when they're deployed. And so we, you know, donated some books for them for their Christmas, uh, their gatherings, you know, with the families. And then this year we're working with the Yellow Ribbon Association, Yellow Ribbon Organization, and they too, they help military families. Um, so in addition to working with rescue dogs, which is really, you know, where my heart is, uh, this book just offers us the opportunity to also help the military organizations and families yeah. and, you know, and those children. So it, it's a really good thing. Well, um, uh, if I can just a little synopsis of the book. I, I don't know yeah. if you read it, Matt. I, I, yes, I read it. Okay. So the, the book, well, if you, if you hadn't, so play along. Yes. If you hadn't, yes. basically Santa is a crappy pet owner. <laughs> oh, no. He he leaves his dog. What are the you dog reading? the dog is not microchipped. <laughs> no, they can't find him. And then the shelter, this dopey shelter, uh, within twenty four hours, adopts it out to another family. I mean, what's going on here? <laughs> 
No, it's a very sweet story. I'm just, uh, I'm playing with you, Joanne. <laughs> you have to suspend belief for a couple things. Yeah. But. <laughs> so, Joanne, looking at the uh, illustrations, I like the illustrations. They're they're a little different. They're stylized. They're, they're I, I would I, I, Matt, would you call them you know, modern? They remind me, there's a, an artist here in Detroit, uh, Slaw. Slaw. And, 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 yeah. It's reminiscent of that. So, yeah. Ed is, is the illustrator on this. Um, how, how did you and Ed connect, and, and, and how does the process of, of Ed illustrating your stories work? Yeah, the illustrations are very unique. Yeah. Yeah, no, Ed, Ed was wonderful to work with. Um, you know, Santa's Dog was my first story, my first children's book that I, I'd done, so I didn't know what I was getting into, quite frankly, when, when I started this, right? Um, because, yeah, it was more from the heart. And so I actually found Ed online. I searched up illustrators for, I don't know, days, weeks, and just trying to find one that I liked and, you know, reaching out, how does it work? And, you know, do you have time for me? That kind of thing. And I connected with Ed, and we talked, and it just... He got it. He seemed to kind of know what I wanted to do with the book. And his first sketches, you know, he first he would pencil them out and then send them to me for approval. And they were they were just so wonderful. They were right on the mark. And so, yeah, we went back and forth and tweaked things here and there. But overall, he was he just got it. He was very easy to work with, which is also why he also did my second book in this series called Carol's Quest for Courage. You know, just um, came out. Uh, Courage. Uh, when I was a kid, I, re- I remember this very, very clear- clearly. There were books, a uh, few books in particular that, that I hated simply because I didn't like the illustrations. Oh. And I've always been partial to really good, friendly, warm illustration in, sure. a, in a children's book. And this is one of those books you look at and say, yeah, I'd, I'd bring this home to my kid because yeah. it's just, it's, it's really, really well done. Um, the, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's written in, in a, uh, a poetic verse, you know, and that kids will love. And it's, uh, it's a great story about dogs and, uh, you know, maybe from the dog's perspective, how they perceive uh, being rehomed. Yeah, there's little things in the illustration sometimes where you actually, it makes you look a little bit deeper into the story itself. Like on one of the pages, you have to actually find the gopher. Oh. Right? So. <laughs> are, there any, are there any Easter eggs in there? Anything hiding uh, in the illustrations, not in the story? <laughs> a, I mean, there's a couple things. There's a cat that comes out. Um, that's a, that yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> it looks like a in every book. <laughs> we, we figured, you know, the orange cat will pop its head in somehow in each book, and, and we figured out how to get him into the second one, so we'll, we'll keep on doing that. I like um, And even just the front page where, you know, with the, the play scene with the, with the dogs in the North Pole, there'll, there'll be a variation of that probably in every scene is kind of the opening and focusing on the one dog that, you know, finds his forever home in that, in that book. Um, and so, so that's good. So, you know, he's, he's given me a lot of other dogs to choose from with, um, some really cool names like nutmeg, you know, he could be a cooking dog, you know, there's, there's, we have a lot of possibilities. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about Carol's quest for courage. Your, uh, the next book coming out here. Is it another holiday themed, uh, book? It is. It's Carol, you know, Christmas Carol. So Carol is um, Santa's dog who sings, but she's afraid to sing in public. So she decides that she has to go off and find her courage because clearly it's not in the North Pole. Um, So she hops on the train, finds this little town, gets off, doesn't really find anything, starts to worry and think, you know, what the heck am I doing here? What did I do wrong? And then finds this Christmas Eve show where a girl is on stage about to sing Silent Night and the girl freezes. So what will Carol do? Mm. So you're going to have to what, read the book read. to find out if Carol finds her courage or not to okay. help the girl. 
We will we will find out. And then uh, so another another one of your features is I, I just love the the name of this one is uh, Second Chance Sam, King of the Junkyard. Yeah, that was so because I felt bad I didn't use Sam's name at Santa's dog because I used Lance's because Lance was our rescue at the time. I, I mentioned to you. Um, so I had to actually use Sam's name. So second chance Sam is the black husky Sam. Um, but he gets adopted. He has a limp and he's at a shelter and nobody wants him because he's this older dog, which is fairly realistic. You know, a lot of, um, most, most puppies get adopted really quickly from the shelter. Um, and the older dogs, not so much. And so then this man with a, you know, with a cane comes, this older man comes around and says, Hey, you know, it looks like. It might be a good match, and you take Sam home. And so Sam has these big ideas of what home is, a huge yard, kids running around, you know, like this big, huge mansion yard. And he's all excited, and he gets to this tiny shack next to a junkyard. But you'll have to read the story, but in the end, Sam finds his purpose and his his love, his place. Fun. All right, so Joanne, where can people find, uh, find your books and find out more about you? Well, we um, the books are available online on Amazon.com. We also sell them from our website, um, dogsandbooks.com. So very easy, right? Dogs and books. And um, I, I, I actually have a special coupon for your listeners if, um, if I'm allowed to share that. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> so if you order straight from our re- website um, and and use the the code Dog Radio. You'll get ten percent off through the end of this year. Okay, Wonderful. so through the, the end of uh, twenty nineteen, use the yeah. coupon code Dog Radio at dogsandbooks.com dot com, and you're going to get. Yeah. Is that off all the books? Because there's a there's a, several other authors. Uh, Hear them speak is another book uh, about. Oh, Hear uh, them speak is an excellent book. Uh, it's about learning to communicate with animals, learning to hear them speak, yeah. and um, the the author is a professional animal communicator. Cater, and it's just an excellent book. It tells about her stories with the with the dogs and with all kinds of animals, not just dogs. Um, yeah. It's worth it, even if you're not quite sure you want to learn how to communicate with animals, just to read her stories. They're fascinating. Yeah, perfect. Wonderful. So, all right, dogsandbooks.com. Joanne Skye, yep. thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. All right, you have you. a wonderful day. <laughs> You too. All bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. You know, Jamie, I uh, um, as we were talking to Joanne Skye, award-winning author, children's <laughs> author, I, uh, I, I came up with an idea. I came up with an idea. You're going to love this. It's actually, uh, maybe you guys want to go into business and do this. Okay. Think of a store. Okay. Where you go in, it's filled with books. Mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. you can have a coffee. Sure. And there's different sections, like maybe a children's section, and <laughs> maybe sci-fi. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Well, it could yeah, be anything. Crazy. And people just go, hang out, and... Uh, it's a store with books. That's nuts. You think, you, Let's call it Narns and Bobble. You, you, think, <laughs> you, you, you think it would fly? You think... That's uh, uh, crazy. Whatever thing. happened to bookstores? They're gone, yeah. man. I, but why? Uh, I know why, but why? <laughs> 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 yeah. They were great places. Mm-hmm. Now That used to be my go-to when, when uh, I felt like, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to go hang out somewhere and mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, pretend I could read. <laughs> Until someone takes the book off my lap and turns it the other way around, it's like, oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> There's lots of pictures in this one. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, you, it's an idea. We'll we'll uh, dig into we'll that. On, we'll work on yeah, that just, together. You know, I'm just spitballing here. Yeah. You're you're an idea, man. That's how you. That's what you do. <laughs> yep. Uh, so breed suggestions. Uh, this uh, Rory's looking for uh, some help picking a breed. Okay. Right, but Rory has some uh, some decided guidelines uh, of do's and don'ts for the dog he's looking for. Hmm. So we're gonna lay this list on you. It's uh, his top nine. Who is this cat? Request number nine for uh, for his uh, yeah no it's not really ranked or anything. Uh, so I know every dog is different, and it's likely our next dog will be a rescue. But for now, I'm looking to get your opinion. Uh, here's the traits I'm looking for and or want to avoid. Uh, not a terrier, <laughs> number one. Not a terrier. Uh, adult size somewhere between twenty five and seventy five pounds. Could consider larger if it was the right dog. So seventy five is getting pretty big for a pup. That is yeah. pretty big. Yeah, that's. Uh, he said twenty five to seventy five. Yeah, man, that's like eighty percent of the dogs out there. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not a terrier. Not a terrier. Not a terrier. Um, active can handle uh, uh, like two miles a day. Okay. All right. Uh, relatively easy to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have to be smart. Mm-hmm. Just. Not difficult to train. Mm-hmm. Uh, good with other dogs and kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus, if uh, non-shedding or low-shedding. Okay. So non-shedding, low-shedding would be helpful. Not too picky about the coat, coat type since, uh, you know, I can cut hair and bathe as needed. Uh, prefer not overly barky. Mm-hmm. Alert barking is fine, just not a constant. It makes me nuts. Barky mm-hmm. dogs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, and I want a dog that uh, can do like maybe a sport or agility, uh, rally stuff, maybe nose work, uh, perhaps some therapy work. Uh, just something, a dog that would be mm-hmm. akin to uh, doing things for uh, activities. We have so much room for activities. Uh, and tolerates hot and cold weather. Uh, we live in a, a climate that gets both hot and cold. Mm-hmm. So there we go. Uh, so what kind of pup? Matt's got an idea. Matt, Matt you, you raised your hand? Yeah, I, I did raise my hand because as a novice, I, I'm, I'm not as well-versed as you are, Brian. Not mm-hmm. even close. Yes, I am a professional. Yes, you are. <laughs> but I just just see if I'm close. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking lab, but I'm thinking... That's exactly what I was thinking. Female... Yeah. But it's got to be a golden or golden yeah. lab. Yeah, all, all the characteristics except for one. He said uh, doesn't shed. Right, all right. dogs shed oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah, right. Some are better. Some uh, hair coats are more irri- irritating to, than others. Um, you know what else I was thinking? It might surprise you. It's like a standard poodle. That's oh, yeah, that yeah. was the one that was in my head because of the shedding. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's where I went when uh, he said yeah, shedding. Yeah. And a lot of times they make great service dogs. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I think I think they're I think this I think Rory's just really looking to have this like. I want to go visit nursing homes and yeah. take my dog so they can pet or go to the hospital and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, cheer up kids with the dog. Not necessarily have it be, you know, a, a working, working dog, but just right. like a, a, you know, a comfort companion right. for, for like visitations and things. I think uh, for stuff like that and activities yeah. and, uh, and and being good with other people and dogs and not sure. being overly barky, yeah. Lab is a great choice. Mm-hmm. Standard Poodle is a great choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even something like a Brittany Spaniel or, you know, it's kind Ooh. of a um, Ooh, yeah. kind of a smaller Spaniel, mm-hmm. mid-sized, but they're, uh, I, I just love working with them. You know, they're just, uh, they're really good dogs. Terriers. What do you think uh, the aversion to terriers the is? The barking. Do you get the, yeah. Yeah, he's, he probably lives in a condo or something, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Every time he drops an ink pen or his, his cell phone rings, the dog, you know, goes nuts. Yeah. So he's probably trying to avoid that. <laughs> Terriers are a little bark on the barky end. They're of the wound scale. a little tight. <laughs> wound a little bit tight. Jamie. You gotta, you gotta love it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh crap! Well, I was gonna I was gonna play fact or fiction with Joanne. We should, oh, we should call, call her. We should call her back. No, up. that gets that gets creepy. <laughs> hey, hey, Joanne. Hey, hey, hi. Hey. So, uh, what's for dinner? We'll be over in a little bit. Yeah. Is your husband still deployed? <laughs> <laughs> you better hope he is. <laughs> oh, I didn't say that. I didn't really say that. These microphones are so sensitive; they pick up thoughts. Brad, <laughs> he's always blaming on Brad. He's always because if he didn't say it, he egged us on yeah. to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we should get him back on the show. Trying. Mm. Anyway. Uh, I mean, we're so much closer to him now. I know. I know. Does yeah, he know where that? are we? Yeah, we all, we're in the yeah, Podcast Detroit Studios in Northville, Michigan. Yeah. This is a state-of-the-art studio. It is. Uh, well, it's getting there. It's getting it's creeping. <laughs> it's, get, it's getting there. All we need is an engineer now. Yeah, the, the, the wire's crawling through the door like an... Uh, like a, a pack of snakes. <laughs> Do snakes travel in but packs? They're, they're snakes. But the doors, and, the doors are on a painted. The, yeah. We have doors, right? We have doors now. As, yeah. as your bride pointed out last yeah. week, there's you some, have doors. There's some doors. <laughs> so, yeah. We have so, windows, uh, we have doors. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming along nicely. Place. So, Podcast Detroit. Uh, yeah, if you're in the Metro Detroit area and looking to uh, podcast your voice, uh, yes. we can help you out. So, all you need is an idea, really. Apparently, uh, not even that. <laughs> Because <laughs> no. we kind of just sit you down and an idea. wing no. it. <laughs> Did you say wing it? I said wing it. <laughs> Come on. Let's try to wing it. Wing one, uh, wing one here. Uh, my brother has a nine-week-old puppy. Uh, our five-and-a-half-year-old golden retriever was terrified of, is terrified of the puppy, right? Three years ago, a huge dog attacked our golden. Is this why she's so afraid of the puppy? So we have a nine-week-old puppy. So we got a new mm-hmm. puppy introduced into a house, a five-and-a-half-year-old golden that was uh, attacked several years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Uh, could that be the reason for the fear of the puppy? Yeah, in all likelihood, yeah. Really? Yeah. Three years? Three years? Yeah. Sometimes it's, dog? It, it leaves a pretty indelible. You know, it's it's... It's part of our, you know, animals, uh, us included, yeah. to imprint things that are really, really scary or dangerous to us. Okay. You know? So that's why, you know, you, um, you, you, you see something that's um, like a metal that's glowing red. Mm-hmm. You think, I don't want to be anywhere near that because it's probably really, really hot. Okay. Right? So okay. Yeah, that's how we learn what's safe and what's not. So sometimes if something's scary enough. And then you blindfold them there and then you a, touch them with a piece of ice um, uh, psych- and listen to them scream. Psychologists. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, the study. Not stu- that I've ever the study- done that. <laughs> Listen, the study is called the Little Albert Experiment. Have you ever heard about this? No, a Little Albert. Little Albert. Yeah, it, was, it happened in the 30s or 40s. Some uh, a psychiatrist who little- will remain nameless. <laughs> um, okay. He uh, he was experimenting on his own child. <laughs> was, this, and, was this Little Prince Albert? He, no, no. He showed him a little a white rabbit, and then he scared the crap out of the kid. And then later on, the kid uh, started becoming afraid of white animals, uh-huh. and then white coats. And then, you know, white um, surfaces. And that's called generalization, where we find something in the environment that's scary, and our mind says, you know, if this looks like that other scary thing, so I'm going to be afraid of this too. And this kind of seems like that. And so that chain uh, can can go quite far sometimes. So you'd think, since, you know, the dog was a big dog that scared him, maybe he'd only be afraid of big dogs. Mm, But if it was, you know, maybe it was the scent. (laughs) 
of the dog that that was going on when the dog was when uh, when he was scared yeah. or uh, whatever it was he associates it with other dogs and yeah he's gonna have a problem now good news is you can uh, desensitize the dog if it's just fear if it's not aggression if it's just fear they can o- overcome that usually by by uh, uh, counter conditioning the dog you know maybe giving some really special treats along with the the appearance of that puppy is so when the puppy comes in the room the dog that gets scared, he maybe gets a little treat or something. You'll you'll be able to solve it. It'll take a little while, yeah, right. And but it's that leaves an indelible mark. Okay. And now uh, also it depends on the uh, the age of the dog. Huh. So an older dog, if you you know if he was frightened, it might not even bother him. You know, he might there might be no residual effects whatsoever. But when they're young and they're learning and they're imprinting, dogs go, puppies go through these these different fear stages and hmm. imprint stages, and um, yeah, it could it could leave a leave a permanent mark. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks for that. Yeah. I, I was I just I, I thought I thought it might be a little far fetched because because when you talk about training issues, it's like it's got to be immediate because you, if you don't catch them in the act of a yeah. bad behavior, um, they're not going to remember mm-hmm. why you're yelling at them. Right? You come home and there's a, a pile on the on the on the on the kitchen floor. And you go yeah. yell at your dog, Lou, what did you do? You know, they don't, what did I do? I was napping and just licking yeah. myself. What do you mean? What did I just right, do? Right, right. Um, so when, you, when they said it was a three-year-old thing, I was like, well, could that really be it? Yeah. But yeah. It, when it's that significant. Yeah. It imprints um, is what it does. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it tells them. You know, the, the, the opposite is true as well uh, with, with fearful things and with good things. So it's been observed in nature that you, you take a hawk or something that's um, a hawk flying around looking for mice, right? Mm, right. If, uh, if he finds a mouse near a certain type of a bush, mm-hmm. he's going to check that bush every day for a while. And then he'll check other bushes that look like that one. And that's how we learn. That's how we learn. That's, oh, that's where the mice are. Right. That's where, you know, this is where the fish are, you know, if you're a, a fisherman. So, um, so we're the same as, as, as animals in that sense. That we, we look for patterns in nature and we look for things that are, are, are friendly, things that are safe, things that are dangerous. Sure. And we, uh, you know, we're attracted to some things. We're, you know, we're, um, we're uh, repulsed by other things. And that's completely natural. And that's, uh, that's how... That's how it works, Jamie. All right. I'll explain the birds and the bees <laughs> a little bit later. That's oh, how that works. You want to talk about dangerous and the dark side of yeah, things. Yeah. 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 Uh, tourism in Bali. Yeah. Uh, it's like people love, you know, animals. So you like getting close to animals. You know, you like going to the zoo. Right. And, you know, you take your kids to the petting zoo. So you pet the little billy goats and little baby lambs and everything, right? The William goats, yes. <laughs> so uh people like to it, it go into other countries and they, they you can do things like swimming with the dolphins yeah, yeah. petting farms heavy petting farms yeah <laughs> i get it <laughs> the cat ranch something like that uh but yeah so in bali though there was uh dolphins in a in a hotel pool mm-hmm. being kept in and people could go swimming in the pool in, in the hotel with dolphins in the pool okay but they they were not being treated Fairly, one of them actually went blind uh, from the the chlorine toxicity. And I was going to uh, ask, you know, is this in a fresh water? Or yeah, a, yeah, no, it was chlorine. Water? It was chlorinated water in the in, in the pool. What? So, yeah, it turned one of the. So the, the the dolphins are being rescued. They're they're pulling them out of there. Two of them were healthy enough to move right away, but the other two needed uh, help. Bali is a big tourist destination for uh, Australians, so. Uh, so they go there a lot. How bizarre. Uh, there's like 1,500 animals, tigers and turtles held in, in cruel conditions to entertain the tourist. 
Yeah. So you can swim with the tiger? I, I Wouldn't that be like great? That be <laughs> or the tiger's going to swim with you. Shank, yeah. What's that swimming towards so. me? I hope it's a tigger and not a tiger. <laughs> so, yeah. So they, they, they had the dolphins performing tricks and shows. Um, but they were able, again, like I said, they got two of them out of there. And it took uh, another month, two months uh, of treatment before they could even move the other two dolphins, but they did. And the other two dolphins had to have some teeth removed. And so they're living in a sanctuary in um, uh, the ocean. So they're in, they're in an ocean setting, but in a sanctuary because they don't have teeth. And one of them's like nearly blind from the, the thing. So they'll, what they'll live out the rest of their lives. Would run something Jeez. like that. Yeah. They'll live out the rest of their lives in the sanctuary and they'll be okay. Um, but there's there's a lot of other animals because I've done that. I went swimming with the dolphins in uh, Cancun. Okay, and you know it was fun and everything, and the place was really reputable. Uh, but I had I'd seen some pictures of a few other ones that I was like, oh, that does not look yeah. that does not look as uh, as uh, kosher as the one that we were that's the one that we were in. Uh, so yeah, it's like I, I probably would never do it again, just because uh, after seeing the other ones and then hearing stories like this, like one of these dolphins, they would do that beaching yeah. thing. They would have t- taught it to jump out of the pool, but the tiles around the pool were broken, so the, his tummy was all uh, cut up. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I swam with uh, stingrays in um, in Grand Cayman. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but they were like out on a sandbar, and uh, they're they're very tame, and they've been. And uh, there's a story about why these stingrays hang out on the on the sandbar. But yeah, they were wild. I mean, the boats pull up and the stingrays come around to check out people, and uh, uh-uh. it, was, it was bizarre and cool, and it was ed- educational. It was very cool. Yeah, I, I won't do it again. Stingray City, they call it. Stingray City. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's not actually a city. There, no. there, there were no hospitals. No <laughs> liquor stores. No bookstores. <laughs> no bookstores to be seen. <laughs> And it was just a sandbar. The wet, the wet books. And while you're asking about it, and since you're so so interested, yeah, um, the fishermen used to clean their fish out on the sandbar oh. like a hundred years ago. Okay. Oh. So uh, yeah, and they would do that because something about the mosquitoes near the beach were really bad. So they okay. would do this on the sandbar and then uh, come in. So the the stingrays started coming up and um, and hanging out and you know eating the the the, the fish guts. They so were- they've been hanging out. For a hundred years now, the, the 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 fishermen you know don't do that anymore. Right. But the, the stingrays still come up. They still come up, and all the the guys that run these tourist boats, yeah. they know these stingrays right by and, name. And that's Becky and that's exactly, Susie. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and uh, they'll they'll you know the, this big sandbar. The, they'll say, oh yeah, this one here. I want you to see this one. He'll go grab it, and these things are like the females are like six feet across. Yeah, yeah. He'll grab one, bring it over to you, and then you hold your arms out, and it kind of kisses you and swims up to you. And Aww. but they can they can they can choose to leave. It's it's in the ocean. It's very wow. very cool. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure they probably have like Scooby snacks for them. Yeah, yeah. Probably hold, keeps you, them keeps hold, them coming back. Yeah, you hold this food, and they tell you to to hold it so your 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 thumb is kind of inside your fist <laughs> because the suction on these things is so incredible. They yeah. just suck this right out, and sometimes it'll kind of suck your finger right off your <laughs> off your hand. But the, they're very cool. So the males, yeah, yeah, are about the size of a dinner plate. Yeah. 
and oh. the females are like six feet across. <laughs> how's that? How's that? How'd that work, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that Get the logistics there, on that. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's very interesting. Oh, yeah. was, was there an age limit on uh, who could swim with this? No, the everybody just they, these boats just pull up to the sandbar. People throwing, jump out, throwing toddlers in there, and 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 they uh, and sometimes the stingrays will come up to you and. Um, they get possessive of people, or there's something about certain people, yeah. and they they won't leave them alone. And then they'll uh, they'll they'll suction you, mm-hmm. and they call it a uh, a stingray hickey. Oh, and it'll draw blood. Oh, I mean it just oh, like, like it'll no. just like suck on your skin. And they they do it out of um, I don't know they're they're they're, they're trying they're, to eat you, right? Well, they're, really? <laughs> <laughs> no, they they say that, you taste nice. You know the boat captains are all like, oh, he likes you. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it okay. is. <laughs> you, you 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 must be sweet. Uh, so we'll talk about eating things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Got another question here uh, about a dog. Oddly enough, so when my dog eats dinner. He loses his mind. Why does my dog go absolutely nuts and bounces all around the house after he eats his supper? After he eats his supper? After he eats his supper, yes. Not during. All the time. And this is it's how he goes. It happens almost every time. I don't have a, a maker model on the on the pup. Yeah. But, uh, and, and, uh, but it doesn't give you a lot of details. It's just berserk. It just goes crazy. Yeah, it goes, tends to get wild every it's, day. It's an odd behavior. If it's not uh, associated with any kind of other behaviors, he just kind of runs around after he eats. Yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Before, a lot of times dogs, before they eat, they go crazy and they, they you know, they... Um, supper time, supper time, supper time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, afterwards, as long as it's not harmony, I, I have no idea why the dog would do that. Dogs are weird. Yeah. You know, yeah. they can... <laughs> they're like people. They They all have their own little personality quirks and who knows how that cross wiring happened but um maybe maybe he's got to take a mondo duke and you got to take him out in the backyard and let him relieve like immediately his intestines yeah. are a straw what uh, who knows I, yeah <laughs> uh have you ever heard of uh the boxer the pugilist named tyrone sponge there's a there's a guy there's no, a boxer and, and you and your bare knuckle yeah, boxing that was, that was uh what is that jamie <laughs> that's old school <laughs> Old school, we're talking 1800s. Yeah. Put them up, put them up. Put them. All right. That's so, a far and away crack going yeah, on over there. Man. I like that. I like that. And he just like cracks him in the face. Are you going to be bare knuckle boxing with uh, Tom Cruise later? Yeah. So, uh, but uh, boxer Tyrone Sponge uh, faces charges over his, the escape of his extremely dangerous cougar. So the guy, oh the guy, God. this uh, heavyweight boxer. Um, had 23 charges filed against him for the escape of his cougar. Uh, where do you think he lives? Florida. Florida. <laughs> Where's <laughs> the bell? We need a. We need a. What, what ho- is it with these hotel with these people? Bell it's like here. it's like you get a bunch of money, you become a, a famous something or another, and then you got to get a tiger or a lion yeah. or a, so wildlife officer or a leaf monkey <laughs> had to tranquilize the sixty pound cat in oh, January oh after it was found sunbathing on a driveway before jumping into a backyard. Oh, uh, in Bro- uh, Broward County. <laughs> it was initially thought to be uh, an endangered Florida panther, but was subsequently identified uh, as a captive-bred cougar. Cougars rarely attack humans, uh, and they've only killed people in the western United States in the past. So most recently, one in Oregon and back in uh, 2018. Is that a rare panther? Well, I don't know. Judging by the rhinestone collar... <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's an escaped pet. <laughs> the animal is underweight when it was found and eventually traced 
to the boxer. Uh, the cougar has since regained its health. Uh, it's not legal. Oh, it's not illegal to keep cougars in Florida, hmm. but strict guidelines must be followed. <laughs> but but why? why 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 even bother having one, uh, Matt? I mean, wh- what's what purpose? I want something that could potentially kill me, sure. yeah, and my my family, and uh, I wanted to. Uh, uh, is it to impress people? Does that impress people? Uh, you know what? That's probably what he's trying to go for. He's know. probably trying to impress Did you just the, get a the population. <laughs> What? Did you just get a new car? I did. Well, <laughs> I'm just talking. I'm just messing with pulling, being a jerk. It's not a cougar. It's, it's a cobra. Yeah. Oh, that car. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, you oh, got the one. other. You got the other yeah. one too. Uh, to, but yeah, no. It's uh, it's 34 year old. The boxer's 34 year old. He's facing all kinds of charges. Uh, each of the each of the 28 charges he's on is uh, at least a $500 fine for each. Uh, he's got to go to court. Uh, and he said, I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> hey, Brian, with one fell swoop, I got an animal that'll take your head right off. He was a pretty good guy. He was pretty, uh, not a good guy, but he was a pretty, you know, renowned kickboxer. Yeah. Um, 14 and 0 record, 13 by knockout, yada, yada, yada. So he can hold his own against the cougar then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. So <laughs> that's nuts, right? <sighs> would you, would you, would you want a lot? I, I, I like having, cause my cat Percy's kind of mm-hmm. big. Um, I, and, and I always thought a Maine Coon would be cool because they get even a little bigger. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm looking, well, well maybe a Bobcat <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> You know, maybe maybe it was that. Maybe it was a progression, right? Yeah. Maybe he had a fat cat when he was a little kid, and now he's a big guy, and he needs a bigger cat. Which which uh, brings me around to my very first point I made: <laughs> that cats are a gateway drug <laughs> to exotic animals. <laughs> I think they are. Yeah. Uh, point winner. <laughs> so a lot of people do the exotics, and they'll do uh, the reptiles. Yeah, right. Big snakes. Uh, uh, dragons. Now that I kind of get because um, some of these snakes and and reptiles, man, they have this look that's kind of like this prehistoric, and some yeah, of them are absolutely right. beautiful. The coloring. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And uh, you can you can you can keep them in a tank or some kind of enclosure. They don't need or want to be mm-hmm. touched or handled. Just you know you can observe them. Right. And uh, they kind of lay around, so it's not like they need a whole lot of space. Sure. You know, I'm sure a cougar ranges, you know. Miles and miles, and it's uh, you know, and, and when it's not in captivity. <laughs> do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, uh, phobias of snakes? Would you? Uh, would you have a pet snake? No, I don't have any phobias. Yeah, but you wouldn't want a pet. Uh no, I wouldn't want one. No. Yeah, I like I like seeing them. Yeah, I like I like knowing people that have them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if I'd want to maintain one. Well, and there was that incident about 20 years ago when I was bit in the face by a, <laughs> by a punched, python. You were punched yeah. in the face by yeah. a... That was, that was a... A python. 15-foot python. 15-foot albino. Yeah. Uh, don't put I'm albino snakes face. Ouch. Yeah. under studio lights. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It was a bad idea. Bad. Bad, uh, bad idea. Bad idea. And I glad suffered I the consequences glad of someone it. else's bad idea. <laughs> glad I missed it. <laughs> and here we are again. Wouldn't want to see it. Uh, I would I gotta, like to see that in video. I wish they would have caught that in video. Uh, yeah, uh, just to say, oh yeah, look at that. Was, mm, look what I did. See, it really <laughs> happened. 
Matt, you're you're all into the physical fitness of late. Getting As into well, yeah. getting into the gym. Yeah, lifting. Know, when you when you quit smoking and you gain twenty pounds, you got to do something. Got to do something. Uh, well, if you if you st- pick up boxing, don't pick up his form. Yeah, yeah. right. I'll get my ass kicked yeah. at that point. <laughs> gotta, do you put your thumb in or out? I don't. All right. You'll break it either way. <laughs> <laughs> no, you put your thumb in your pocket with the rest of your hand <laughs> when someone challenges you, and you walk away. Yes. <laughs> now, why do you ask? Oh, you know, you wait. Well, you you normally work out uh, at the gym, but yes. a lot of people like to work out by hitting the streets okay. and going biking. Okay, so I was going to uh, say work in the corner. And there's uh, a yeah, there's a lot of people uh, in this guy's neighborhood. So he's got here's a, here's a question for you, Brian. Is my dog barks and tries to attack bikers? We have a lot of people who ride their bikes mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. Uh, how can I help my dog to understand that these bikers, these cyclists, are not prey? Uh, it doesn't matter if I ask her to sit or down. She just jumps and attacks the bikers. Yeah. Nothing else. No, not pedestrians, not other dogs, just bikers. Yeah, it, it does trigger their prey drive when they, really? you know, when um, a bike comes whizzing by. It just the, drives them freaking nuts. Spandex butt pants? Yeah. What does that make dogs crazy? It's, you know what it is? You know, When I was a kid, there wasn't a <laughs> I uni- want to beat those people, but there, not necessarily. There was no uniform for riding a bike <laughs> when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, really? You have sponsors? Yeah. You have sponsors. <laughs> is that a real sport? Is that a real sponsor? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Put the body glove away already. Yes, yeah, I mean, they, they, they have gloves and a helmet and special streamlined sunglasses, so yeah, yeah. It, it takes oh them from six miles an hour to 11 miles an hour. you got to be able to see yeah, the yeah. pebbles on the road. And, so sure. And uh, you, you got me started now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the, oh. and the little bike pants and, and the... <laughs> come on. And you're like, oh... Happy Hanukkah. You, you can't, know, you can't like, get your exercise without dressing like Lance Armstrong? Yeah. If I can, if I know your religious faith by the type of sport clothing you're wearing. And that's the other thing. That's the other thing. <laughs> I just, I don't now, you if know. You look, that's uncalled for. If you look like a competitive bicyclist, <laughs> you can get away with it because it's like, oh, you know what? He's, I, I see some guy like that. It's like, oh, wow, he's yeah, probably yeah. so far uh, in front of the pack. The others <laughs> haven't caught up. Yeah. But when, <laughs> when I see someone... Who looks like a sausage stuffed in. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> yeah, come on. Stop it. Stop it with the tight clothes. <laughs> you don't need a uniform. Uh, I guarantee you can ride that bike without that uniform. But nonetheless. Gosh, nonetheless put your jorts back on. <laughs> That's it, man. Get some, get some damn cargo shorts. I ride Fill my, up them pockets. I ride my walk. bike in flip-flops. And sure, when I turn a corner, sometimes I rip a toenail off. <laughs> but you know what? Sure. But, That's a hazard. But I'm to. not going to get the clip-on shoes <laughs> and the special pedals. No. I'm going to wear flip-flops or I'll go barefoot when sure. I oh, that's always ride my idea. bike. Yeah. yeah, And cutting the grass. Yeah. You know, all the you know what? And if it's cold out, I'll wear corduroys. Children, don't. don't <laughs> I don't care if I start a fire between my thighs. Don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, all right, so there's, there's cyclists out, out on your walking route and your yeah. dog is aggressive toward It triggers their prey drive. Yeah. Uh, so what can you do with you when you're out with you because you you don't want your dog to nip it at yeah, somebody right, and, right. and have there be you know issues oh it could get worse than that they could yeah. lunge at the person yeah, yeah. The person right. falls it, off their bike or and then hurt the dog yeah you, you could really hurt or a dog. If, you, if you get bit 
while the dog is jumping here and you're going this way, that could be a catastrophic bite. I mean, it could be really bad. Yeah, yeah. People have gotten hurt really bad uh, with uh, getting bit by dogs. So hang on to that leash. Keep it tight. Yeah, but what you need to do is you don't well, keep it tight. tight. You don't keep yeah, it yeah, tight. That adds stress. You yeah, need to yeah. correct I'm your learning, dog. I'm learning. Yeah. Um, uh, this is, this is uh, would be cause for a, a correction because the dog's going to hurt somebody, hurt themselves. You're going to lose your dog. So you should teach the dog that this is a dangerous behavior because it is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's a, a, a good exercise is to stay clear of the, the bicyclist, but stay close enough so that it triggers the dog. And then when the dog gets distracted and starts kind of lunging or maybe growling, walk the other way as fast as you can. Give him a sharp correction on the leash when you mm-hmm. get to the reach of the leash. The dog's going to turn around scared. He sees you way over there and you say, hey, what's wrong, buddy? He comes running to you. You praise him. You maybe give him a treat. And the dog will start learning that when those bicyclists come by, and he loses track of you, he's in trouble. Mm. He's going to learn to start looking to the owner when the bicyclist comes by. And finally, he's going to start associating when the bicyclist comes by, he can get a treat from the owner or he can turn around. It, it, It sets up a different chain of events and a different association with that with that scenario. And then every time you walk by the Lululemon store, the dog's expecting a treat. Ooh, look tight pants. I get a treat. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's they're always they're always fluorescent <laughs> colors, right? It's like what? And then the fanny pack uh, thing that goes with it, like the uh, like, like I'm uh, like, you, I'm, I'm gotta racing. I gotta put my water somewhere. Like I'm racing from here to Anaheim. I need six bottles of water in this fanny pack. <laughs> oh yeah, that whole big uh, yeah. the, the whole big hump on your back. Well, the, yeah, the, the thing whole that, hump of water. Yeah, yeah. come on. Yeah, what are they uh, calling uh, it? It's a camelback. Yeah, I have a uh, I have a beach cruiser bike. Yeah, it's flat black. It looks like if Batman had a beach cruiser. Right. <laughs> this is the bike he would get, and I and I love it. It has three speeds, and I only use two of them, so it has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got yeah. three to spare. Okay. So it's, uh, you know, um, I don't know, maybe that's just me. Mm. You know, it's the old on the freeway mm. scenario. <laughs> you know what this is? What is it? Okay, uh, one day I was, I'm driving, and I actually, I'm, I'm sure I didn't make, I, I'm sure I didn't come up with this, yeah, yeah. but I come up with it on my own. And uh, so I'm driving. I'm going like 65 miles an hour. Some guy whizzes past me. Mm. And to myself, I say, man, what a sign. Right? <laughs> right? And but then you were doing 65 in a 45. Yeah, yeah. but I, so I'm driving along. And then some, some little old lady or little old man is in front of me going like 40. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sign it a wow. And guess what? <laughs> it occurred to me, I consider everybody who's not going the same speed as me, sign it So who's the same toll, Matt? That's <laughs> me. I am. Well, yeah, you were going really fast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, my. So, um, so, yeah, I'm not a bicyclist, so I hate them. Mm. <laughs> everybody needs someone to hate, right? Oh, sure. Because they're not going as fast as you. Well, no, because they're out getting in shape, and, and that's probably why I hate them. Oh, it probably yeah. has less jealous. to do with... A little jealousy. I'm probably jealous, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I sent you an email, Brian, Yeah, and I'm going to have you make Matthew go crazy. Oh, here we go. Fact uh, or fiction. You decide. Here we go. We have three facts, three headlines ripped from the news. Two of them are absolutely true. One is completely false, a fabrication created by me earlier when I should have been checking the pressure I was in my bike my, tires. I was checking my email to see if I would get an email yeah. of Factor Fiction. I didn't get it, so I figured I was going to be the butt of Factor Fiction today. <laughs> I was going to do it to Joanne, and then I, I, I forgot. I got so excited. It was like it was the top of the hour. I was like, oh, we got to go. Yep. And then... Uh, Here we go. Anyway, so. 
I had it in my notes to do it, too. I just didn't <laughs> read it. All right, so uh, fact or fiction, uh, two true, one false, Matthew. Yes. Best of luck to you. Sir. Yeah, thank you. Here we go. All right. Uh, am I reading all three of these? or what? Yeah, yeah. You'll, you're, okay. So, yeah, read all three. All right. All okay. Right. Uh, sto- he- headline number one. Yes, sir. Rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> number two. Masked raccoons steal thousands in cash. Ah, that is... Yeah, I can see that. And story number three, meet the paragliding cockapoo Henry. <laughs> the paragliding cockatoo Henry? Cockapoo. Cockapoo. Yes. Cockapoo. Or any cockadoo. Cockapoo. So Henry, raccoon stealing mouse, massive amounts of cash, mm. or that first one, which was rats doing what? Uh, uh, rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. <laughs> <laughs> So here they are again, once more. <laughs> Story number one, rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. Uh-huh. Number two, masked raccoons steal thousands in cash. Right. And number three, meet the paragliding cockapoo, Henry. See, we were talking about tourism earlier, so ah. I'm thinking that, you know, the cockatoo, or cockapoo, sorry. Cockapoo, yeah. That, that could be, uh, you know, real. It's possible. Very possible, since we were talking about tourism. Got so it, 30 60% shot? Yeah, 33% shot here. Um, I'm actually going to go with the rats and cars. Rat, rats driving cars? Rats have been taught to drive tiny cars. And you're yeah. saying that's the fake fact? I'm going to say that's the fake fact. Oh, rock Whoa. on. Wrong. Shockingly wrong. <laughs> Shockingly wrong, yes. That wow. is r- rats being taught to drive tiny cars. That's and it, real. And it relaxes them. <laughs> and there's a picture. <laughs> of course there is. Rats to drive tiny cars to lower their stress levels. <laughs> Wait, doesn't it increase your stress to drive? Driving, yeah. yeah, driving stress. Well, if you're driving behind right Brian, up. maybe, yeah. <laughs> Learning to drive ale. small cars helps rats feel less stress, scientists found. Researchers at the University of Richmond in the U.S. taught a group of 17 rats how to drive little plastic cars in exchange for bits of cereal. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> study, led, uh, study lead Dr. Kelly Lambert said the rats felt more relaxed <laughs> during the task, <laughs> a finding that could help with the de- development of non-pharmaceutical treatments for mental illness. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Put everyone with mental illness behind a wheel. <laughs> Jeez. The rats were not required to take a driving test at the end of the study. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> so, yeah, they've been taught to... <laughs> That's wild. Cars, yeah. Where the hell do you find this? <laughs> I just, I, that one that one found me. So which which one is actually the fake one then? And then uh Yeah. Oh, where? oh yeah, of the other two, uh Brian, do you know <laughs> you want to take a guess? You read them. You have the uh, link. You got the link there. Which was the uh one? the cockapoo. There's a hand gliding cockapoo, yeah. yeah. So the oh. the masked raccoon stealing money is fake. All right, fair enough. Um Henry the cockapoo uh might not be the most uh conventional paraglider but he has been flying above the mountains of northern wales north wales since he was eight months old the four-year-old's owner say that he also enjoys mountain biking i hope he doesn't wear the outfit <laughs> and stand-up paddleboarding owner amy jones from uh, uh gwynedd uh, said henry has even been paragliding in the alps and gets excited whenever she pulls out his harness hmm. wow that's crazy but if he's mountain biking, then the tires are fat. So he's not really wearing an outfit. He's more of a yeah, artist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> uh, so the masked raccoons. Yeah, I made that, I made that one up. Of course you did. See, you know what I thought? I, I thought that these raccoons may have uh, gotten into somebody's, you know, may, crawl space and they had a bunch of money like, stashed there and the, and they were, you know, they rifling tore through up. it. Yeah. yeah that's what so I, I actually thought the rats uh, was the fake story. Yeah. I can't see rats driving cars. 
Well, wait a minute. Oh, yes, you can no, on the internet. You can see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. It's uh, and they they wear little uh, leisure suits too. Do uh, they? But yes, they've been found to cause they drive uh, up cancer and rats. You drive up and there's a little Uber sign on this sign. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, Fernwood tonight that uh, we had Fred Willard on the show many years back. Sure. Uh, and uh, he he was on a he was on the show called Fernwood tonight, and they had the the that they sh- they found that uh, leisure suits polyester leisure suits cause cancers in rat, and they had a cage <laughs> of rats with these little <laughs> awful leisure suits on. Uh, and then we, I, started, I tried to talk to him about it, and he had no recollection of it. He goes, <laughs> he's like, and he's like, oh, what's your favorite character? He's like, I don't. He goes, I don't remember. Because <laughs> uh, he does so much voice work. Yeah, yeah. And right. he just goes in and records it, and then he's done, and he gets on with his life, and he's off to the next job. I mean, some of the movie roles, you know, he remembers, but uh, like a lot of the voiceover stuff, he was like, oh, what you do? Oh, <laughs> no, there's, my, there's, there's a video there. of a rat. Driving, driving a tiny car. There you go. So it, it's worth. But if you notice, the, the turn signal's been on for like six miles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's in Brian's <laughs> behind him going, what an a-hole. <laughs> oh, there, there he goes. Yeah. Can you believe it? Wow. Oh, all right. So, uh, the, well, I just, uh, we're getting down near the end of it, I think. It's nice. just, uh, well, I, I think I might, I don't know if I have another question. I might have one more question. Did I have another well, if you keep looking, I'll uh, share. I'll, I'll share where folks can find the animal. Ooh, talk. do do that. Yeah, so, I did have one more question. So yeah, we could do that. But go ahead. Excellent. So you can find Animal Talk www.animaltalkradio.com uh, on all the socials, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, good spot. the Twitters. You know, and you know, you know, send a message to us. Let us know. Uh, you know, comments. You know, if you want to call in and be a part of the show as well, you're welcome to. We always like to hear other opinions of uh, animals and what are, what's your question about your animal's behavior. So, yeah, pop in. You know, let us know what you'd like to know, what you'd like us to do. Like this question here, they, we have a, a, a four-month-old standard poodle. So that's pretty young, four-month-old. Yeah. And uh, we call her Muff. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Muff jumps on me and nips constantly when we're on walks. Mm-hmm. But that's a puppy, four months old. Puppy, that's just crazy puppy time. You got to wrangle that in, right? So Muff jumps on me and nips constantly while we're walking. I've tried turning my back on her, ignoring her, then praising her when she stops. I've tried teaching her down. I've tried no, and none of these have worked. I know she's playing, but it's not playful for me. It's it's annoying while we're trying to take a walk. Uh, she's big. It's stand, she's a standard poodle. She's a standard poodle, and she's getting bigger. Uh, and her claws are, are getting sharp when she jumps up on me. Uh, what can I do to help curb this jumping and nipping on walks? Well, there's only one reason why the dog's jumping up. Mm. The dog wants attention, oh. right? Okay. And if it didn't work, you know what happened? The dog would stop doing it. Yeah. So she said, I tried this, tried that, tried the other. That's usually a telltale sign. That <laughs> they tried it for a few times. Oh, that doesn't work. And then, then they went on to something else. So it the does battle work. of the battle of wills. Yeah. Right. You just got to yeah. be strong. There's a lot of tricks you can do, too. Like when the dog is sitting there, a lot of times dogs that do it on a walk will also do it when they're just standing there. So drop the leash and step on it. Mm. L- l- give the dog some room to move around. And then when the dog jumps up, he corrects himself. So mm. it's a perfect correction. And then when the dog is on all fours, you're petting him. When the dog jumps up, you stop petting them. It works. It does work, but you have to outlast the dog. Mm. Right. If you don't, then the dog's just going to learn to jump and jump and jump because that's the only reason why he's doing it is to get some attention, right? Mm. Otherwise, he wouldn't spend that much energy. Uh, so you got to um, uh, stick with it. That's, what, that's the only problem they had. They've tried some good things. Mm. 
turning their back on it, ignoring it, all that. That's all good, but they didn't try it long enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Perfect. All right, and that's gonna that's gonna take us to this. <laughs> I miss it. It's time for the bad animal joke of the week. I have no idea what's going on. It's so pitched up, it's hysterical. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on with that. Okay. That's great. All right, so uh, bad animal joke of the week. Uh, it's a little story problem here. <laughs> so a reporter walks up to a gentleman on the street and says, Excuse me, may I interview you? The man says, Yes. The reporter says, Name? And the guy says, Abdul. And the guy says, the reporter says, sex? And the man says, three to five times a week. <laughs> the reporter, no, no, I mean male or female. Yes, male and female. Sometimes camel. <laughs> reporter, holy cow. <laughs> yes, cow, sheep, animals in general. Uh, but isn't that hostile, says the reporter. Yes, horse style, doggy style, any style. <laughs> oh, dear. No, no deer. That's going too far. Oh, jeez. I don't know. That's, uh, there you go. I didn't write it. It's bad. It, it was funnier when I read um, it. Well, let's let's hear it for bestiality. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 That's funny, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, it looked. This is a family show. It, it looked. <laughs> it looked funny from a from a distance. I don't know. Um. So can a kangaroo? Here's a good. All right. Can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? No. Because the Empire State Building can't jump. Oh, oh. there we go. <laughs> it's it's hard getting away with dad jokes when yeah. there's dads yeah, in the room. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dad posse is here. All right, I've had enough. That that'll about do it. Hey, let's not let's not call us that anymore. <laughs> the dad posse. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> one time, you're, you're right, allowed hang on, one. I gotta I gotta cancel some t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're allowed one. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There you go. Uh, um, uh, 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 thanks to a huge, giant, massive thank you to uh, Joanne Skye uh, joining us earlier with her book, uh, Santa's Dog. Yeah, get the book. It yeah, is. Uh, it's yeah, a great so book. it's uh, beautiful. Yeah, so go to her website. It's uh, joannesky.com is uh, one of the websites. And, and then the other one. Dogsandbooks.com. Dogsandbooks.com. And you use the uh, discount code we mentioned earlier, which will be in the show notes. Yep. <laughs> to get a discount uh, through the end of 2019. And uh, so, yeah, there you go. So, uh, Brian. Hey, Jamie. Thanks for, for having us again. And we, we love being and in And kiss the... your wild thing for me? I, 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 I don't know how to do this. I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't. I didn't. Uh... I want Sam back. I know. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. We even miss our Sam. So she's off shooting a, another concert. Taking back Sunday. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. No, yeah, it's pretty amazing. So it's like the, the, we read that thing that uh, Dane Cook was complimenting her on yeah. the photos. And then like the next day, Will Wheaton... Comments on that saying, "Sam, you're killing it," because she wow. knows she knows yeah, Will. Yeah. We, yeah. It's like she's like way more famous than we are, and it's she's like, so humble about it. Yeah, yeah. she's yeah. more self-deprecating than humble, but you know, it's, it, yeah, it, it, so. it comes off the same way. Yep. Find, find Sam is rocking online and look at her photographs because they're they're amazing. All right, so there you go. I'm, I'm out of here. Have an exotic week. And uh, kiss your wild thing for me. There you it. go. There you go. Bye bye, boys. Bye.
fun storm in the castle. Thank you, the lake. Thank you, Goodbye. Bye.